Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. Oh my gosh, if you are listening to the Holderness Family Podcast right now and you downloaded it the day that it was released, also, happy Halloween. It is Halloween, and Penn thought of a Halloween-themed podcast for us, but first, yes. we have some housekeeping. Of course. We are, okay, very loosely starting a book club here on this podcast. It's something I've been really, really dying to do, but we needed to finish our own book first. So we're in the review process <laughs> of the final manuscript right now. But we have an episode coming out November 7th with Nikki Ehrlich. She's the author of The Measure. The book is amazing. And you can email your questions about the book to podcast at theholdernessfamily.com. It's not necessarily a new book. Okay, but also you can email other books you think we should all read together. I love the idea of a book club and a book club podcast. Maybe it's something one day that grows into a big Zoom that we have with the author so oh. people can jump in and ask questions. Yeah, I would love- Like a hang. Like a hang, if you will. So that's it. So we're, we're starting off, we're, we're dipping our toe in and we think that this is the book to do it. Yeah. And also you should listen even if you haven't read the book. Right, we're trying to make this as much like a regular book club as possible, including um, there's gonna be a person at the book club who hasn't read the book, they're just there for the wine. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not necessarily going to drink wine, but I'm going to represent that person who shows up and has has no idea what the book is. Um, you because, should have a loose awareness, but we can explain the book. Yeah, no, for sure. I, in fact, I want to read this book. You've been talking about it. I haven't had a chance to read it, but isn't there always somebody at a book club who hasn't read the book? And I have to say, sometimes they ask the best questions. Okay. Because, well, you know, you can kind of zoom out and ask those, you know, those really big questions. What happens at book clubs when you realize the person hasn't read the book? Do they get kicked out or do so they- So here's what like happened. What <laughs> my, my sweet friend Paige, who I love and adore, years ago, this is I think before PC was born, her mother had been part of a book club, so she wanted to start a book club. Sure. And I loved that idea. There was a book assignment that went out. I show up. I think I was one of two people that read it because I love an assignment. You're a rule follower. I'm a rule follower. Yeah. Okay. And Paige- being 
Paige had, she would ask questions. She did such a good job. And then she gave prizes for people who, you know, who she thought gave good answers. And she ended up giving this really great pair of sunglasses to somebody who hadn't even read the book, but came up with a good answer. And I was like, the unfairness, the injustice. But she asked good questions. But yeah, I know. It was, it was really Do you think really she just looked up the questions online or something? Oh, no. no. I mean, this is like a smart person who had like a really good response and who gave a great answer about something. That's so really I, and then during the pandemic, I joined a book club, but life for us during the pandemic was super busy. So I actually had to drop out because I didn't read the books. So you can stay informed with our latest announcements, special discounts, sales on our merch, and we have some new cool stuff coming out. Also, our new ADHD book, ADHD is Awesome, is we're turning in, I think we hit send for the final, final manuscript in ne next Monday, which is... Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost, almost, almost done. It's so funny. So there have been many, many rounds. And yes. so the final, final, final actual, final, like actual, reals, actual is, is happening now. And that's the terrifying one because you realize that after this one, you can't just be like, oh, you know what else I thought of? Yeah. Like you can't do that anymore. And so this past weekend has been a weekend of me like reading and then stopping and staring into the distance just a little bit just to make sure that's exactly what I wanted to do. And if I want something different and then I drive the publisher nuts yes, with that, do. with that whole thing. Yes. Okay. Uh, we also have a new game coming out. It'll be available for Amazon in time for the holidays. I can't believe that it's happening that quickly. This was just a figment of our imagination a few months ago. And it's, we have such a great team that helps us turn these concepts into life. Yep. So sign up for our newsletter at theholdernessfamily.com slash newsletter. Nice. Okay. Housekeeping out of the way. The house, house is clean. The house is well, all the as clothes opposed are to our put actual away. house, which is a dump flipping disaster. I, right I feel like maybe that's okay because because it's Halloween and then we'll just clean up afterwards when there's handy every, candy everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll be we'll be good. Okay. So so I was I, this is my idea for the podcast. We're gonna see how this goes. Okay, guys. <laughs> it's it's titled What Are You Afraid Of? Right. And it's because I I was sort of inspired by this section when we were doing research from Everybody Fights. We talked about these these things that you don't talk about in marriages that fester. Mm -hmm. They fester like in Halloween, something they uncle fester. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and if you don't get them out in the open and talk about them, it's not like they're going to go away. You can sweep them under the rug, but they're going to make their way back out. And there was a really cool study from UCLA by a doctor named Michelle Kraske. And she asked four groups of, I believe, participants, I think they were actually college students at the time, to be close to a tarantula. So let's start with that. Like imagine being part of a, no, thank you. Of a study where they ask you to be uh, close to a tarantula, even going as far as to touch them if they could. And so if you're a participant uh, for this, like there's, there's no way that Kim would sign up for this Can study. Can I pause real quick? Sure. So I went to the University of Florida and I'm sure every university that did this, but the psychology department specifically was always looking for participants for studies. To mess with you. And they would oftentimes pay. Yeah. Because you would have to, it was a certain amount of time. And I never had time to do it, but I always wanted to, because I always wanted to be one of these people. I was deeply curious about all of these things. The minute they would say, okay, I'm presenting you with a tarantula. I don't care what you're paying me. You're out. Kim is out. You're not a tarantula person. Uh, who... Who it? There are tarantula people, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, continue. Some people like them because they're furry and they're more like they're like teddy bears. But if you okay, here's the if thing. you see one close up, if you see their eyes yeah. in a picture, yeah, you can't unsee it. Anyway, continue. Okay, so <laughs> she divided them into four groups. 
She asked the first group to say how they felt about being near the tarantula, like say out loud, like I'm terrified of that tarantula, right? The, the second group was asked to do some like self-talk, diminishing their experience, like, oh, it's, it's not so scary. I could, I'm bigger than it. I could, I could put it on the floor and step on it. So group one, they expressed their real feelings. Group two, they'd say, oh, I can handle it, right? The third group was asked to say something that had nothing to do with the spider, like Doritos are better than Cheetos, right? Or... Which is I, untrue, or, but anyway. <laughs> okay. I love cheetos. Anyway, go ahead. And the fourth group was asked to do nothing at all. They were asked to not say anything at all, not have any verbal reaction, just be in the room with the tarantula. Okay. So how do you think that this resulted? What, what do you what what? You partici- know how I was resulted because I read. I, I oh no! I was asking story. our listeners. I was oh, going to pause oh, for a second. I'm sorry. But sorry, congratulations. Sorry. I'm like I know. I read the book. I know. As, as we've established, Kim does her homework. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you leaving time for people? You're leaving this space for people to respond? No, I'm letting you guys just, I, I paused for a second. <laughs> okay. So the next thing they did was they let the, the participants go about their lives for a week and just kind of leave the place. And then they called them back and said, hey, would you come back and see the spider again? And the first group not only got closer to the spider, but they also got less stressed out about it. Because putting the fear into words had diminished their impact. Mm. And the fourth group, most of them said, I don't want to come back. Oh, right? so they the, pulled a cam. The group that didn't talk about it not only continued their fears, but they intensified them by not saying anything. And the first group who admitted how they felt about it uh, came back and, and was better. So I, here's my, my project for today. I want to talk about, <clears throat> it was mainly for me, about things that I'm afraid of that I think, I don't know if I've ever said them out loud. And if I do, I think I might do better. I might, okay. be, I might be less afraid of these things and in the spirit of this study. Now, I want to clarify. These are, so I think there's fears and there's like overwhelming concerns. Mm-hmm. So this is, I'll give you an example. Like l- l- spiders isn't one of mine, but spiders is a good example of a fear or a phobia if you will. I'm not going to talk about stuff that I'm like really scared of that there's nothing I can do about like global warming or violence in schools or, you know, screwing world, up my kids. Or worlds at war. Or, yeah. worlds, or, or, or worlds at war. I, I I like to think that a rational person is okay to be afraid of those things and we're just going to, that like that's, that's another podcast. This podcast are phobias and trying to get in touch with them in the spirit of Halloween so that we can go out into the scary night tonight and not be worried about these things. Can I, I just want to talk. There are, I looked up and by me, I mean, Anne Marie, our producer right. looked up and then she sent me a Google doc with some really strange phobias that I think. I love it. I think this will help set the mood. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Yep. Tripophobia. 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 Oh, can I try to guess what it means? Tripophobia. Is that a fear of tripping and falling on something? Okay. I'm. <laughs> it's T-R-Y-P-O- Phobia. Oh, I don't know. Tripophobia is a fear or repulsion of repetitive patterns of holes. According to a 2018 case reported published in the journal Frontiers in Psychiatry, people with this condition may feel intense dis- appro- disproportionate fears of sights of objects like bubble wrap, honeycomb, and seed pots. We have a friend, Leanne, who has this because there was a flower arrangement that came. Oh my gosh! And has and had like that repetitive. Kind of, there was like yeah, this, they aerated it or whatever. No, no, no. It was like a, it. W- I don't know if it's a, but something you put in a kind of a flower and it kind of had a honeycomb. Sort I know of what decorative. you're talking about. Yeah, it was sort of like this decorative honeycomb, 
and I had to put it outside. She was oh my deeply gosh. disturbed by this decorative element. Okay. So so there's there this yeah. That's a real thing. And there is arachnophobia. Something with spiders, maybe. Arach? No. 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 A fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> it's uncomfortable for me. Yeah. No, but I. Oh, yeah. I love it. It just it's like a bite of peanut butter that's just always there waiting for you. Okay, ready. This yep. is this sounds like a joke. This I feel like Anne Marie's pranking me. Hippopotomonstrosesquipedalophobia. And that's that's on the internet somewhere. So it's something about a a number, and something about a hippopotamus. It's the fear of long words. Is that, <laughs> is that real, Anne Marie? I don't. Yeah, I think that's probably fake. I don't know. There's, there's like, there's all these. There's like dodecophobia or some sesquidecophobia. There's something like fear of the number thirteen. Like there's actual. Right. The, the names are are way better than the actual fears, aren't they? So, in the spirit of just transparency, I d strongly dislike making. This is a real thing. Yep. If you make a list of something hard I'm going through and it's happened in, in a way that my husband has tried to be supportive of me, he's like, you have so much going on. You have this, 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 I will have a panic attack. So I didn't really make a list for this mm -hmm. because I don't, I have a fear of making listophobia. a listophobia. You have of listophobia. That, of listophobia. So I'm going to jump in with things here and there, but this is going to yeah. be how we support Penn today. Great. So. Let's talk about this. Do you feel better about your fear of lists now that I, I not at now all. That you said so that's that where we're going to go. Okay, so we're you. not going to do that. No, got it. Okay, so here here's me. I, I made a long list of things that I'm afraid of, and we can gloss through these, or we can take times and take time and talk about them. Some of them are stupid, like just they make no sense, and I'm almost afraid to say them out loud because I've never admitted this. And maybe some of them are justified, mm -hmm. right? Um, okay, are we ready to start? <clears throat> Mall railings. That's real. You guys, they're not high enough. They're not high enough for you. They're not high enough for anybody. So who is the comedian says that he didn't have, he doesn't have a fear of heights. He has a fear of widths. Stephen Wright. Yes. Yeah. So it's just not, it's just not like the, the second floor of a mall is just like not wide enough. And your center of gravity is, it's above, it's below your waist. So that's, that's legitimate, babe. Do you remember when we went up to the top of that mountain in, in France, when we went to the Alps and we went to the top of the Grand Monte and it was like 10,000 meters or some ridiculous amount, like Lola got motion sick or got altitude sickness and we got to the top and it was the most beautiful view I will ever see in my entire life. And the freaking railing was two feet off the ground. Yeah. Like people from the Alps are tall, right? Are they? I don't, I would imagine. Or maybe they just, they have a common sense of, but I was, you remember what I looked like? I was leaned over, hand, like holding onto the railings and I could not really enjoy the view. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I don't think it's just because I'm tall. I think I could be a foot shorter and still hate mall railings. I just don't think they're enough. Okay. And it's like, at, at a mall, you're not, it's not a 10 foot drop. It's like a 25, 30 foot drop. Yeah. Okay. We good Very with that? Real. Okay. Hey, hang in there. We're going to be right back. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain. If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist... You will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. Next up, Away From Home Dingleberries. What does that even mean? Do you want to take a guess? Away, so when you're not home yeah. and you did not wipe yourself mm-hmm. properly? Yeah, no, so, but just, you, listen... It's not that I'm not wiping myself properly, okay? I'm sorry. I'm recovering from a cold. So if you hear Kim coughing, that's that's in place of laughing. I that I was trying to laugh, but it came out as a cough. I am okay. equal parts horrified and also afraid. So do you want to know more about it? Or do you want to move on? I, I think the audience deserves to know more. So listen, at home, so, okay, there's different types of, of ways to go to the bathroom. And again, this is my tarantula, so I'm saying it out loud. If you want to fast forward, it's fine. But there's, there's some where, where it, it all goes where it's supposed to go, and there's some where a little bit just kind of doesn't go all the way where you're supposed to go, and you're away from home, so you don't want to be in there for 45 minutes, right, to make sure that last little bit goes down. Sometimes you do like a little wriggle or whatever, like to make sure... <laughs> God. That that it that it does, and at home, pen holderness. At home, you just you just take a shower. You just like you're in the bathroom. Just go get in the shower, and you're fine. You can't do that at, at someone else's house. You can't go take a shower. And if you do, they might be curious. Like we're in the middle of dinner, and you're showering in their bathroom. I mean, I would take it over the alternative, which is if you if you guess wrong, and then you you go in for cleanup, it doesn't get better. It gets worse, and then you've got a then you've got a real situation on your hands. Um, oh. 
My. And, so I will say. And so for that reason, I usually just do do it at, at home. And I'll wait until I get home for that situation. I, I don't know how to tell this story without identifying information. But I have a friend who's on the dating scene. And she and a guy she had been dating maybe for a month or so. After they had some Mexican food, they go back to her house. It's all very innocent. There's no, no, no frisky business happening. But he goes to the bathroom for a long time. A long time. And then he comes out and he... Taking a shower? No, he just leaves. Oh, God. And then he texted her. Like, this is the last text. He's like, I'm sorry, but I left a pair of underwear in your trash can in your bathroom. Oh, my God. And he had obviously had an accident. Right. And he got, like, food poisoning, and he was not... Hand and then that was just the end of it. Okay. So I, there, that's a real reason for fear. Also, who knew that you needed to be bring backup underwear on a date? Okay. Wait, you, he didn't have backup underwear. He went commando. He went. He left the house in jeans commando. Yeah. 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 Okay. But then, honestly, at that point, you should bring them with you. Yeah. You should, and if there wasn't like a trash bag in there, with if there wasn't a liner, right. you bring the whole trash can there, with you and say, <clears throat> I'm sorry, you're never going to see me again. I'm taking this trash can with me. Right. <laughs> and then just be like, I'm sorry, we can't recover yeah. from this. Well, I mean, that sounds like that's what happened. They never spoke again. They never right? spoke again. How was the date otherwise? I think she really liked oh, him. Oh, no. And then it just, I mean, I think there's like a certain point in your relationship when you can like fart. Yeah. And there's a certain point. Not this one. We And so you and I, to be clear, are not open bathroom. Like we don't. No, God, no. Why would you, especially not this sort not, of. No, no. But like we don't like pee in front of each other. Like we no. share everything, but we keep some things private. Yeah. So this was like, it was just a bridge too far. Yeah. In a relationship was that new. It had the potential. I feel like if you and I, after a month, if you would have been like, hey, Kim, I need to borrow a pair of sweatpants. Something's happened. Something's happened. We might still be together. We might still be together. Okay. So I feel like this wasn't meant to be. Yeah. All right. So have you also heard about these pocket bidets that they sell? No. Okay. So I'm going to keep listing. I want you to look it up online because uh, one of my friends told me that they exist. Okay. I don't it's know like a to-go. There's just a squirt bottle that you... I mean, prob your... Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I just heard about it. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So I'm, I'm going to do two funny and then one that's like a little more okay. substantial. So two funny than one serious. So I've done my, my, I think mall railings and dingleberries are a little more cursory. So burning down my house. Yeah. Burning down my house. And I, th look, I just got done writing a book about this and I'm still tinkering with it. But people with executive functioning differences, better known as ADHD, at some point in their life, are going to leave on a stove or an oven. We interviewed Dr. Or, Anthony Fauci, and he left the stove on one time. Yeah. That's yeah. That's like literally the only thing he's, yeah. I am, and it's because I'm doing something, and then something else comes up, and it requires all of my attention. We've talked about this on the podcast before. The ADHD brain is like a mixing board where the, the, the light mixing board, where the dimmer switches don't work. The lights only go on and off. And so if you're doing one thing and you switch to the other thing, the, the, the prior task just turns off. And if it happens to be making bacon on a greasy uh, pan, like you can 
and it almost, you guys, it almost happened. I almost did this. My dog almost just, my dog almost ran away. The house almost caught fire. My neighbor came in to help. She got cut because she was chasing after my dog. So I almost had to take her to the emergency room. Like all of these things have almost happened. And I feel like for this one, if I do feel like the tarantula, if I say this out loud, it means I'm concerned about it and maybe my chances will go down. But no matter how much I say it, no matter how much I worry about it, I feel like I'm going to be in this situation again. It scares the crap out of me because of my brain. Thoughts? I feel like that's a very fair fear and I'm glad you're aware of it. Yeah. And I know it's frustrating for you. I know you're like, well, why don't you just not freaking do it? And you're putting things in place. So for something like that, you set a timer when you start, Mm -hmm. when you start. So like that, that to me is a fix. So you've already sort of stepped in and fixed that. So anytime you turn on the stove, you set a timer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This isn't just Halloween. This is year round, but it seems appropriate. Clowns. We just wrote a song about this. Yeah, I've never liked clowns. And I'm sorry to the profession of clowns. I know there's like professional clowns who are meant to go out and entertain people. What has happened to this? So first of all, back up. We asked, I just felt as if, you know, our kids with their Halloween superstores and the catalogs that come (laughs) to our house, there's so many Halloween costume options. When we were in our day, when we were growing up, it was literally, you decided what you were going to be for Halloween on, you know, the 30th. My mother did make costumes for us, so she there was planning involved. But in many cases, it was like, let's look around the house and throw some face paint on and, okay, you're a clown. So we asked our audience, just send us pictures of you and your 80s Halloween, like what you did in the 80s. I would say we got hundreds of pictures, 90% of them were clowns <laughs> and we did not specifically ask for clown pictures. Everybody was a clown. So Penn wrote this really funny song, original song about this. So should we play a clip of that? Sure. Hello, Gen X friends. Check out the photos you all sent in so that we can show our Gen Z kids that our Halloween was straight up demented because in the eighties we were mostly clowns. blood red lipstick, clowns. lifeless eyes, Clowns. Our dad did our makeup. Clowns. This one is with McDonald's fries. Clowns. 1980s Halloween night. Mom gave us a shopping bag and a flashlight. It wasn't just our street, now nah, we walked really far. It's a wonder none of us would run into a car. There was no Amazon, so mom and dad made a costume with whatever they had. Here's mommy's scarf, you're a pirate scallywag. Or hey, you wore groceries, climb into this bag. We had these old masks we would put on our head. The plastic they were made of had a fair amount of lead. Then we put it on her face and we breathed into it. And it cut into her skin because they were sharp as We thought that the masks made us all look cool. But looking back, they are total nightmare fuel. Strawberry shortcake. Nightmare fuel. Cabbage Patch Kids. Nightmare fuel. My Little Pony. Nightmare fuel. Smurfs. Nightmare fuel. Let's talk about the face paint, y'all. Back then it had a whole bunch of sus chemicals. We put them on our face and our eyes, and what's more, we got all sweaty and then it got into our pores. Our wigs were in no way flame retardant. There were quite a few fires that should have started. When you're posing with your grandpa on Halloween night and he's right next to your wig with a fully lit pipe. The costumes were made of some sort of polymer. It dangerously raised our body temperature. When we got home after doing our rounds, we had all lost about 17 pounds. But we couldn't eat the candy we all savor Because our mom had to check it out for razors 
That is a true story. The candy razors were almost as scary as the Close. Mom drove you to the hospital Close. to an x-ray machine Close. to make sure it didn't have any razors. Close. No, they got nothing on a Gen X Halloween. Close. Clowns. Then we had a funny circumstance this weekend. We love to go to the beach and we went to the beach and the, the, this restaurant had a haunted house and we have a very, very sweet friend. He's in his fifties and we were going to, you know, meet him for dinner afterwards. And we, and we said, Hey, when'd you come through? And she goes, absolutely not. He goes, just in case there's a clown in there, <laughs> I'm not going to go. And I'm like, through the haunted house, dude, you're in your fifties. It's not real. And he goes, absolutely not. Because apparently he's the nicest guy, nicest guy. He goes, if I see a clown, I something kicks in. And he said, all of a sudden, I will have my knee on the throat of like a 16-year-old kid in a clown outfit. And he won't know how to control he it. Get, he said it was, I, I think he was a hockey player growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is a very real reaction. He knows, he goes, I know this about myself. So I'm yeah. not going to put myself in position to have seen a clown. But because so, he gets scared and something kicks but it's, in. But, yeah. but he's a big dude. And, he, yeah. you know, there's not much he, you would think physically he'd be afraid of. But so what is it? I have no fear of clowns. Right. I think it's a little weird. And apologies again to the professional clown community. But tell me, yeah. what what is your fear? Well, okay, for him, it was he'd watched It. Oh, and and relatively new. Pennywise, no, no, it was an 80s or 90s movie. Oh, okay. And Pennywise, I think, got to him. And that there's a whole generation of human beings who feel the exact same way. Like that clown tortured them, scared mm-hmm. them forever. And now, you know, they, they make a, they relate to that mm-hmm. when they when they see a clown. For me, I will never forget this. I think I was five. And y'all, back then, that was 1979. Maybe it was six. So let's say it was in the 80s because it would make sense. Back then, if you had a birthday party at McDonald's, you were rich, you were so loaded that you may as well have rolled in on a Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. right? It that was the crown jewel of birthday oh parties. Gosh. You're like, I'm gonna get a freaking happy meal, I'm gonna get a party favor. You're gonna, you're gonna play in the wizard ball pit. No, There's, they used to have a playground oh, yeah, back then. Yeah, there mine was like had, a hamburglar. Yep. The one in Durham had a ball pit, right? And if you if you buy the deluxe package, Ronald McDonald himself shows up. I never, I, I have right? been to a couple McDonald's yeah. birthday parties. Again, they were my rich friends. Yeah. I don't know if they could afford Ronald McDonald. We never had one. Okay, so, and he shows up like mid-party. You've seen Ronald McDonald on the the posters. You've seen him on the TV not much anymore. I think they've really oh, yeah. limited Ron, Ronald McDonald because you, of this. Yep, he, you'd seen him giving hope to children in the Ronald McDonald house, oh, which I came know. up right around then. So you're like, this guy is a rock star. He's going to show up. By the way, this was not my party. My parents could not afford to have a, a McDonald's party. I was at someone else's party. In rolls Ronald McDonald, mm. like mid, mid-birthday. And I looked up and Ronald McDonald was eight feet tall, it seemed like to me. Just massive. Yeah. I don't know if this particular Ronald McDonald, trying his best, I think, but did not have the best makeup job. Some of the red lipstick had kind of run down to the side and it started, it looked a little bit more like blood. Then, and I just remember going, <laughs> like screaming and running. Like, I, I think I wanted to run, but we were in a, you know, it's Durham. You can't leave a McDonald's if you're there. You have to stay in the McDonald's. And so I was stuck in this building with Ronald McDonald for another hour. So it wasn't just, that initial fear, but it was, he just, he stayed. I couldn't ask him to leave. 
and and since then i just haven't like it's it's the i don't know it's the it's the makeup i can't mm. do clowns i see them and i obviously i'm bigger now and i i feel like i can handle it but i don't like being around clowns and i'm mm. so sorry to those people who do them i really do feel bad for the clown industry i wonder what's happened to the clown industry i for one because i grew up in sarasota and there was always like a circus contingent I actually really enjoyed clowns. Mm -hmm. I had like clown decor, I think, in my room at some point. So clowns were, yeah, something happened. I mean, definitely being scared of clowns has become part of the pop culture. Isn't there a whole whole arc around that where like this woman's personal hell in the good place is a house entirely decorated by clowns? That good place is a television show, by yeah. the way, which I strongly encourage you watch. So lunges. Lunges. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of lunges. Tell me what you're afraid of. I, and look, the person who does physical therapy with me has told me a million times that it's all in my head. So this is why I want to say it out loud. I am worried that when I put all of my weight on my already trick knee for a six foot five guy, every time I do a lunge, that my knee's going to fall out of my body. Mm. Every time. And I know there's like a knees over toes like YouTube guy who's probably gonna, someone's gonna say, oh, you should watch him. It's gonna be fine. I've watched all of it. I still am terrified that my body, almost like a Lego that you put too much pressure on, that just my everything below my knees is just going to fall off of my body, skin and everything. Mm. And I'm just going to be left with no knees. I'm terrified. Like anytime someone asks me to do a lunge. Does that happen a lot in your life? Are you doing a lot of lunges? It seems like every time I go to work out, there's people doing lunges and they all look so good and their legs look so nice. Mm. And I just, I don't, I, maybe I need new knees. I don't like lunges. I'm scared of lunges. How do you feel about lunges? I am totally fine with a lunge. I enjoy a lunge. Are women, is this, or just, you're definitely better at lunges than I am. Probably. Yeah. I think that as a whole, like like women are just better like at balancing and you're There's more not a lot of exercises got I'm more core of. strength, yeah. M most exercises like challenge me, but none I'm afraid of. Okay. Well, lunges is mine. Mm -hmm. Guys, cats. You're not afraid of cats. I kind of am. You don't, you're not, because you're, you have an allergy to some breeds of cats. Okay. This is going to rock your world a little bit. I do, but I also use that as a little bit of an excuse anytime I'm around a cat. Really? Is there, was there a, a core, like a, a canon event with the triggered, because you had cats growing up. Yes. I, and I know, look, they are loyal, wonderful animals. And yes. I know people who have them for pets. I have a good friend who had a cat for a pet for a long, long time. And it was like the, it was that person's like person. It was that person's yeah. best friend. Um, I, th there's an article that came out about six or seven years ago that was titled, if cats were our size, scientists said they would eat us. I mean, you could say that about dogs. You could say that about a hamster. Like I, I do feel as if most household pets, the only reason they're sweet to us is because they're smaller than us. Yeah. But if I take a minute and just stare at a cat, if I just look at a cat, if I look at a dog, if I look at Sonny, I can stare at Sonny forever and think, oh, that, that, is, that dog will always be there for me. That dog is just good natured. That dog doesn't know what's really going on. It's waiting for food. And, but cats, I think, are just really smart. And I feel like if I have a staring contest with a cat, the cat always wins. Like it's think, not going to look I, away. I do think until, a cat is way smarter than our dog specifically. Our dog is not that smart. She's yes. The, she's a sweet. I love a dumb dog for the record. Um, th I mean, I think it's possible that the cat, you know, if, if, if genetically a cat, they start breeding bigger cats, you know, like they do, like we saw that 
dog this weekend that was twice the size of me. Like if they bred a cat that was that big, here's what, maybe here's why they don't. It's too smart. It would take over the world. I'm scared of cats. Okay, fair. I'm scared of cats. Okay. Oh, dentists. Also a very, that is one of the, I think. Is dentists a phobia? I think that that's one of people. I, I think I don't have a top 10 fears here, but I think that a lot of people are. Yeah. What's your take on dentists? You seem okay. Like you do well. I have to say, I enjoy going to the dentist because you really can't do anything while you're there. Oh, yeah. And there's not an expectation. So if I miss a phone call or a text or there's something urgent, like a work email comes through, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm at the dentist. Like I'll get a root canal. And I'll and I'll enjoy it because I'm like, sorry, can't do anything. I almost view the dentist as a break. Yeah, you know what my fear is? I just I want to get a good grade. Like I don't want to get there and they're like, oh, you got a cavity and you really have missed some spots like behind there and just the disappointment in their voices. Mm. So I like I am terrified every time so I go to a dentist. So maybe that's the fear. The fear is actually disappointing somebody, not going to the dentist. Maybe, maybe. Okay, so dentists. Is snakes pretty common? Snakes, I think, is like the number two. Is it really? Okay. I, it's So it, snakes or eels. Just so like, something without like a spine. Or a shoulder. Anything without, without shoulders. Anything without shoulders. So I, I went. I think that's very common. Yeah. I went snorkeling when I was 14 at John Pennecamp down in your old neck of the woods. And that's in the key. That's near the keys. Beautiful. Beautiful. Bo- Stunning. Yeah. I saw barracudas. I saw, we saw a shark and we were assured that the shark was not going to come anywhere near us. So just kind of to hover above beautiful shark, like swimming through this water. And then I saw an eel and eels don't give up. They're not scared mm-hmm. They're they, And they, it was just kind of, just kind of slithering and it, it was moving so effortlessly. I feel like it's the fastest animal in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was an electric eel. I don't know what kind of, I, I don't think it was an electric eel. Whole other question about that. How do electric eels even exist? Like if you throw a toaster in a micro in, a, in, in the water, it just like immediately shorts out. How does mm-hmm. a, an animal live underground with an electric charge? But someone's going to have to tell me that. Mm-hmm. And I just like my heart started beating and I couldn't, mm-hmm. and probably because it reminded me of a snake. There was an incident earlier this year where I needed to dispose of a snake in our yard and I did it, but not before like, uh, doing it and it's in it living way longer than it was supposed to just kept, it just mm-hmm. did not quit. So, uh, snakes are scary. I, I once threw, I think that I think, can I just say something? Yeah. I think enough people are afraid of snakes that we could stop this part. Okay. I was just going to say I threw a woman in front of me because there was a snake in the yeah. in the pathway. Okay. Finally for me on my list, wet willies. I don't know that anybody loves a wet willy, but talk to me about why specifically you're okay. afraid of a wet willy. Real quick, a wet willy is when someone licks their finger and sticks it in your ear. Okay. Thanks for defining me. it. Just in case you don't know, I got one from third to fifth grade, at least until my bully, like I think, yeah, because in sixth grade he was gone. My brother got one too. Same guy. He's afraid of them as well. It's so funny. Like we were talking, we were like we were hanging out somewhere like last week and he told me, I don't know why I brought it up, but he was like, yeah, I saw this guy and uh, it was like five years ago and he was at a convention and the guy in his mid forties gave my brother a wet willy. So I'm really, you know, so with a bully, you want karma to sort of take hold <laughs> and you kind of wish that this story ended with your brother's at this convention and the guy... He apologized. Yeah, he apologized, realized what he'd done. realized what he'd done, or you hope it's like a Biff Back to the Future thing where he's like <laughs> washing your car. By the way, 
people washing cars, that's not a bad job. But you know what I'm saying? Like there was some sort of like he's in service to you yeah. at, at some, like you hate that this guy doesn't know the error of his ways. And didn't he say, doesn't he, he, he like, he's reached out to you. Oh, no, that's a different one. I had, I had multiples, multiple. Uh, I actually played golf with a guy who uh, handcuffed me to a stool one time at a party. And he was like, um, he, first of all, he didn't realize he did it. And, um, and I obviously remembered and he apologized and we were on the golf course and we were crying like mm. when, when talking about it. And he was so incredibly like cool and apologetic. And that to me, that's felt, the, the arc you that want. felt good. Yeah. Um, I, and I also, it's, is, isn't it interesting that, and I, I guess it makes sense. A lot of your bullies don't remember these things nearly as well as you do. They were probably doing them to compensate for something else that was going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have compassion for them when it comes to that. My dad always told me that he's like, anytime someone is a bully to you, think about why they are a bully to you. And the answer almost always is there's something not going on right outside of there. We've had a situation yep. with one of our kids and you can definitely like as an adult, I can look at what this person is doing or has done to our child and other children. And I can look at this child's life and say, Oh, I get it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I see why this child is acting that way and, 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 and talking this way to other children. And now it's all over text and, and social media. So it's so easily documented. Mm -hmm. So, it's one of those things where it's, I, I mean, we, we didn't even really have to step in, the school stepped in because so many other people, it was, you know, it was easier, quote, unquote, because it was, it was so well documented, but I'm sorry you had that wet willy experience. Yeah, I'm like sitting here thinking about it right now, and it's, I think it might be the thing I like the least in the world. Honestly, you should be like, it's fine. You probably have things in your ear that help wash it out, but yeah, th thank you for, Thank well, you for I, I the hope apologies. this was helpful for you to <laughs> list out your your. Um, I'm not going to call anything strange. You're very legitimate. Maybe not so stereotypical fears. Was, was this helpful for you? It was. It was. Thank you for tolerating it. I know uh, that listing things is not your your favorite thing, but it, I do have some some phobias that when I started this exercise, I didn't realize that I'd never shared, and it does make me feel better. Like I'm honestly way less afraid of cats. Now, you help me with you help me with cats. I see because I you made you. the point about like, you know, it, it's you know dogs. If they were big, they they would probably do the same thing. Like it's just so now you're just afraid of everything. No, I, the point is I don't need to go down that road because cats yeah. aren't bigger than us. No, so why am I why am I sitting here worrying about cats being bigger than us? Because I'm just gonna chalk them up to be brilliant, conniving, deceptive animals. Yeah. <laughs> that I just don't ever trust and well, that's okay. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. And in the comments, I'd love to hear some of your funny fears. I mean, we all, by the way, are walking through this life with some very, very legitimate, legitimate things to be afraid of. Um, we all have those. But I would love to hear, are you afraid of the repeating pattern of the honeycomb? That one. Yeah. I mean, it's legitimate. Wait, does that mean she, she can't be near a pickleball? She, I think she doesn't like it. Because of the holes? Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. Because I, I mean, I think she's played it, but I, I don't think she... Like, would stop and look at the ball. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I hope you have a good day. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market